So about a fifth of the delegates that are up for grabs are going up on Tuesday with Bernie Sanders leading the pack at nine of those 14 states, including American Samoa that's also voting. But just as a side note, they do not get to vote in the general election, which is a little fucked up in my opinion, but whatever. Um, And we also talked about uh, the potential candidacies and like uh, withdrawing of those candidacies uh, in the case of uh, Elizabeth Warren, Klobuchar, um, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, those like lower can- lower tier candidates, seeing as uh, Steyer dropping out yesterday, uh, Pete Buttigieg, which was actually a surprise to me. I thought he was going to go through with Super Tuesday, but uh, as you see, he dropped out uh, today as well. Um, so I think that after Super Tuesday, it is this is their last a chance to stop Bernie Sanders with any real possibility uh, to the White House, at least. So um, we also talked about uh, Bloomberg specifically and uh, how he interjects his money and uses it in a much better way uh, compared to Tom Steyer and the way that he kind of like uses politics and his money for that. Um, So he just did it much more effectively uh, than Bloomberg as well. and um, we also talked about South Carolina and Joe's big win there and his uh, all the energy that was put into his campaign uh, because of that. And now he's going to pretty much solidify himself as the anti-Bernie candidate. And like I said earlier as well, that I, I foresee that uh, the, the field will consolidate between those two. Uh, Bernie will consolidate the progressive wing of the Democratic Party and Bernie. Uh, Joe Biden will consolidate the moderate side of the Democratic Party. And um, that's just going to be the showdown between those two. It's going to be basically a repeat of 2016 with uh, Hillary Clinton being the status quo candidate and Bernie Sanders not being that. And as we all know, uh, any strategy... What an interesting comparative. What it... um, uh, what we see time and time again is the Democratic, the moderates of the Democratic Party trying to uh, reason with the, the left and say, or the more progressive uh, side of the party and, and tell them that this is, uh, this, like, we need to, like, go for these middle-of-the-road voters so we can get, like, try to get Republicans to vote for us as well. But as we have seen time and time again, uh, that these moderate candidates do not do well on a national level just because they do not address the needs of the everyday working people. Just like popular mm-hmm. candidates have, uh, at least at least they're trying to do, or at least they talk about, in the case of Donald Trump. <laughs> he knew what to say, just didn't do it. And he knew what to do, but just didn't do it. Which is what a lot of status quo candidates do, right? It's true. They say one thing, do another. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, I think it's a great place to wrap it up and uh, I'll let you take a room here, like give them your whole spiel about uh, voting, how important that is and uh, how, where they can go for that. Yes. So do not forget to vote for all of you Illinoisans. That will be St. Patrick's Day. So before you head to the bar, head to the polls. Um, and it is the, the best place if you do not know where your polling place is. It is yourpollingplace.com. Um, in the past, I have given a different URL. I apologize. That was not the correct one. Your fu- yourfuckingpollingplace.com. 
That is the URL you put in your address, and that is the only thing on the website. So it's so easy to use. Um, and then rockthevote.com. That will you can check your status of registration. You can register right there to vote. Um, I know that as of today, actually March first, online voter registration is done, but you can register in person. They have same day registration in Illinois. So um, everybody vote. It's very important. Very, Don't forget. Very important. Oh, what else is And we important? all know you guys are going out on St. Patrick's Day, so you have no excuse. At least in Illinois. Go to- <laughs> yes. Okay, sounds good. Um, another thing I also wanted to mention that is also um, uh, maybe not equally as important, but uh, probably up there as well. Um, please give our, uh, our social media pages a follow. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We post Definitely, on there all the yeah. time. Uh, which would be the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast. Uh, we mentioned the posts, uh, the things we post in the podcast as well, if you guys have noticed that too. Uh, we have Twitter handles. Uh, Ash, go, I'll let you go first. and then. So mine is at Ash the Disruptor. And mine is at Ben the Disruptor. And uh, like once again, that is on Twitter. You can find us there. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you think about the show, about this episode, and we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome back to the 13th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor. This is Ashley, our host. Hello, Bennett. Uh, (laughs) You guys too. (laughs) I didn't disappear this time. So today we're talking about, of course, Super Tuesday. Whoop, whoop. That's coming up in less than 48 hours. So Cannot wait. Yeah, we have 14 states and a territory voting on Tuesday. What do you, what's, what, what do we, what do we think? I mean, there's a shit ton on the line. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a shit ton on the line. It's a third of the delegates. And as we all know, that's uh, what we need. That's the, the goal in the end of the mind is to get the plurality, a.k.a. the majority of the delegates in uh, for uh, one of the candidates to win uh, the nomination. Uh, and to secure the nomination, we need to secure at least uh, 1,991 delegates, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And there okay. are thirty four percent up on Tuesday, so that's like a, a crazy amount of delegates. Um, it is. Also, including the two biggest states in the nation. Yeah, which actually Sanders is projected to win both of those, California and Texas. I think the Latino vote will uh, it will make a significant difference for the uh, Sanders campaign because they have Definitely. been showing up for him. They have been showing up uh, to the polls for his uh, for his campaign. Well, I think it's really interesting to note too the um, um, the that Sanders has gotten. He's pretty much been the front runner, and well, he still is, but he he's been really high up in the polls with every other primary, um, and I think he's projected to win like twelve out of the fourteen states on Super Tuesday. So yeah, it's crazy. I think that it. This um, is, I think this is a pretty, a pretty good uh, idea of who's going to be the Democratic nomination, primary nominator. I mean, I think it's also like really interesting to think about like the fact that uh, Joe Biden got basically got his ass saved yesterday uh, by the voters in South Carolina. Um, Hashtag basically in- injecting, <laughs> injecting like new energy into his campaign. 
because he was starting to look really, really bad. Um, well, so, and let's uh, note he, too. I mean, I think that his Clyburn, the Clyburn's endorsement, is really what projected that vote. I mean, everybody thought that he was going to win beforehand, but then once Clyburn in- endorsed him, um, there are, are he has a very big say with the African American community in South Carolina, and. I think that he was not going to necessarily get 60 something percent. But after that endorsement, I mean, people turned out to vote that wouldn't have voted just to vote for him because of Clyburn's endorsement. <laughs> I find that really interesting. Like, um, I mean, I personally would have done that. I personally would have just voted for the best candidate. But I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe they think he's the best one or, or at least the one that can be Donald Trump. Well, because African-Americans um, know that when they vote and when they all vote for the same person, that they do make a difference. Um, they make up such a big population. They do. They really do. Uh, but what I, what I also was going to mention is that uh, – for Super Tuesday is we're actually going to have Mike Bloomberg on the ballot. Um, and as we all know, uh, Bloomberg has been spending hundreds of millions of dollars injecting. Uh, I'm sure you have all at least seen one of his ads on like social media, TV, or print. I, I've, I mean, I've seen his ads literally everywhere. Uh, he's even paying social media influencers um, to talk about his campaign and make memes and like do all these TikToks and shit. Very interesting. His campaign, I find, is using his money in a very, very, like, effective way for, when, from, like, a marketing standpoint. Definitely. Um, very, very, like, uh, solid. Like, that was the difference between the, the two billionaires and the Democratic pi- primary. Like, that's why Bloomberg is doing much better than Steyer. It's because Bloomberg has his own... He has his own like style, like he and he projects himself as like a, a confident businessman that's very competent as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, aside from actually like having a lot more money than him, he he ran a much more effective uh, ad campaign. Uh, like, if you actually pay attention to his ads, they're very they're pretty short for the most part, but they're to the point and they speak to people to people's like anger and frustration with Washington yes uh that they have uh, and beating Donald Trump he mentions that in every single one which I think he understands that people are have people want that electability characteristic I mean yeah uh but I think that um as we see with literally with Tom Steyer like before he uh announced that he was going to run for president he had that one campaign where he he ran a giant campaign all over the nation to impeach Donald Trump. Like he offered free bumper stickers, free, like all this kind of crap. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I remember the logo was, it was like a peach with like Donald Trump's hair on it. It was, and it said impeach. Uh, But yeah, so uh, that was him behind it. And then he ran for the, for like the presidency on that same kind of like, I, they, he ran against Trump, but what no one seems to get is that those that type of like strategy for a campaign is not a winning strategy. Um, what wins is running against the party and running against Washington and running against all the establishment and all the status quo and everything that's been fucking us up for the last um, 70 years. What do you think? I like I that's at least that's what I think. I don't know. No, definitely. I agree. I think Thoughts? that people are the whole reason why 
Trump won is because people were sick of the status quo. People wanted a change. They didn't think that what was happening was working and they wanted the economy to grow. They wanted, they just wanted change. And that's why they elected somebody who wasn't a typical politician like Donald Trump. And to think for Democrats to think that having a status quo against Donald Trump is really a good idea is really going to be a win. I mean, I, I don't think so. People don't, people don't want another status quo. I don't think that they do. Then Sanders, Warren, um, you know, these more progressive candidates are shaking things up. They're giving people what people have been asking for for so long that politicians keep promising, but not giving, um, you know, more affordable health care. They want to have free health care, more affordable housing, you know, more affordable education. And putting a status quo candidate in the Democratic seat is definitely not going to give them those things. Um, I, th- I think not either, um, especially when they're, it, they're all like uh, lax um, policies like that, where they they kind of go in the right direction, but they don't go all the way, um, which we see time and time again in all the policies for all these candidates. Um, but like I said before, th- this is a very this is a losing strategy to run against Trump is a losing strategy. Um, run on policy, run against the establishment, run against everything that's wrong, address the hurt, address what everybody actually uh, is, um, what everybody's talking about uh, at that time. Like right now it would be climate change. It would be um, healthcare, like dealing with everybody, like everybody's healthcare, like people are dying from like not being, getting taken care of. Uh, in the richest, most powerful country in the history of the world. And uh, that's not fair uh, for every other country, every other industrialized nation in the world to have free health care. And we don't. Um, that is not uh, that's not the America that uh, I that I think we should we should like have or be. No, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. But yeah, like those moderate candidates will uh, consolidate behind Biden. Um, Bernie has definitely solidified the progressive vote. I'm pretty sure Warren's going to drop out at some point in the near future. Um, And it's going to consolidate down to Bernie and Biden. Um, At least that's the way I see it. Uh, uh, Biden has established himself to be, uh, it looks like, the anti-Bernie candidate. So if you don't want Bernie, vote for Biden. Um, and then he has that name association with, um, of course, President Barack Obama. And uh, I think, too, I don't know. The, um, <clears throat> the the go ahead. I know that it, 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 is it OK if I bring up Buttigieg now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Buttigieg, I am so. I don't know if disappointed is the word because I wasn't going to vote for him anyways, but I just, (laughs) but I just can't believe that he dropped out of the race with less than 48 hours to super Tuesday. There are definitely a decent amount of people who did not moderates who did not want to vote for Biden. I truly believe that. And I think that they would have gotten behind Buttigieg. And um, like we were talking about earlier, he is one of the only people in this Democratic, already won 
uh, a primary, um, Iowa. And so it's just crazy to me that he dropped out already. Biden, this is the first time he's won a state. And Buttigieg had one state. I don't know. I, I mean, he didn't really get rally um, a, a, a decent coalition of black voters or Latino voters, um, which I, that's the, really the reason why I think, he, you know, he dropped out. But I, I don't know. Like, he had a state. Biden had a state. I think he should have stayed in it and seen how far he could have gotten. Um, At least for Super I... Tuesday. I mean, I, I, I mean, for their sakes, if I was in their shoes, I personally would have stayed. Uh, I mean, the money was already spent. I'm sure he right? was already in, in the States already, like, making his mark, like, talking to these people. Like, why not? Just, like, it's already, like, a couple days away. Like, fuck it. But uh, from, like, a voter standpoint and from my personal standpoint, uh, I mean, the sooner the better. <laughs> the sooner the better, as long as, um, I mean, it's it's starting to weed. There's, there's definitely, like, that's one of the heavyweights. Pete was one of the heavyweights. Uh, so, uh, next one up is Elizabeth Warren. Um, well, Klobuchar hasn't dropped out yet, right? So, probably no. her first, I would think. Uh, Klobuchar, Warren, and then, uh, I think, like I said before, it's going to come down to Bernie Biden. Were you the one who was... Uh, oh, and then Bloomberg has to drop out, too, of course. Were you the one who, um, was, was telling me about Bernie beating Warren in Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think, <laughs> yeah, he is. I think Warren might drop out after Super Tuesday, honestly. Yeah, she very well might. Uh, I mean, and Super Tuesday, just so everybody knows, like, this is the deadline for the other candidates to stop Bernie Sanders' like, like that train. Momentum, like, it is definitely. fast. Like, it is going. Like, he won three of the four um, of, like, the, for the first dates. <laughs> he will um of course the only the only state he lost was south carolina um but he's like i said or like we said ashley said earlier it's gonna he has a strong uh showing on uh super tuesday he's expected to win at least 12 of those states i misspoke it's actually nine he's leading in nine. Oh, it's those. nine yeah oh, okay i mean that's still like a pretty like large majority um oh, definitely and like those states once again like uh and then it also includes one territory so it's 14 states in one territory um and then those states are like maine vermont massachusetts so that's when we see like uh warren's home state um virginia north carolina tennessee alabama arkansas minnesota so i char yeah so i can see them both dropping out after this but we'll see i think she actually has a really strong support in minnesota yes i think she actually might win to win that state uh yeah so i think she actually might take that one so i don't know if it's going to be enough to like keep her in for much longer than this if she decides to go uh that route and stay in the race but mm, if i were her i would just cut my losses and just be like okay at least i can remain a senator um (laughs) and win re-election um and be content with that so there's also arkansas oklahoma texas um colorado utah and california and of course like we mentioned earlier those two behemoth uh states um california and texas with their giant delegates yeah california Uh, with 415 and then texas with 228 so um with sanders expected to win both of those states i mean whoever if he wins anything else besides those two states i think that he, his 
His train is already out of the station, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> As it stands now, though, uh, in the delegate uh, count, so Bernie is leading still. Um, he has 58 delegates. Biden is close behind at 50. 50. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, he has 26, even though he dropped out uh, earlier today. And uh, Elizabeth Warren has eight. Klobuchar has seven. Um, so like I said, uh, this is looking very, very uh, clear to me that it's going to start going down to Bernie and Biden. Uh, and Biden is very quickly establishing himself as the anti-Bernie candidate. Um, would you Would you agree, though, that if with what I said, you know, about if he, if Bernie wins more than if he for sure wins California and Texas, and then say he wins even just four or five more of those states, wouldn't you agree that he's probably going to, I mean, that's a lot of delegates. He's probably going to be close enough to winning the the nomination. As it stands now, um, he should, he's projected to win, um, like a a really big amount of delegates uh, on Super Tuesday uh, and clearly established himself as the undisputed future nominee of the party. Um, But uh, we'll see if some upsets happen. Some we'll see if some apps are in a crash. We'll see. (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, We'll see if people don't know what they're doing or incompetent or some people end up resigning uh, from this. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how, um, Tuesday ends up going, but um, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to end up uh, being uh, Bernie's shining moment in the in the in the light. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Definitely, same here. Um, but I also wanted to talk about uh, Pete Buttigieg a little bit more, only because uh, I think it was very. Um, even though I talk a lot of like crap about him <laughs> as a candidate and like his policies, and I don't really like <laughs> like all that um, on his front, and I think he's kind of fake, low key. But aside from that, uh, from my personal standpoint, I also think it's very cool that um, and absolutely amazing that a member of the LGBTQ uh, community came out and had like the gall to run for president and say like whatever like i can do this and Pete Buttigieg has actually been uh planning uh he's always been like he's always been wanting to run for president uh since he was a little kid um but yeah that's that's besides the point um i just think it's really cool that he decided to run for the white house being a member of that community um but like i said on my facebook page for the the oligarchy disruptor. I said that uh, he is a. It's too bad he's just a trash candidate uh, <laughs> with uh, trash policies. Uh, so you can go ahead and check it out over there. Um, but yeah, uh, very interesting. And then he also posted on Twitter a little bit ago, um, talking about how his chan- his campaign helped like beat the president and it basically had a message of unity. I'll read it off to you. So it said, uh, it says, thank you for inviting me into your homes, sharing your stories and putting your trust in me. We launched a campaign because Americans are hungry for a new kind of politics that brings us together and together we'll beat this president and build the era that must come next. So, I mean, and it has like 34.6 thousand likes uh so it's not too bad pd but <laughs> maybe next time pal oh my gosh 
Uh, yeah. So as you can tell, um, very cool that he did it. Uh, he was the first one. <coughs> Would I rather someone else do it? That's a member of that community that actually had like has some really decent policies behind him that doesn't want to maintain the status quo. I would rather have that person. Just me. Just saying. Oh, of course. I mean, <laughs> I've had a lot of people, you know, tell me. Um, I was actually funny. I was just talking to somebody about this today. We're talking because, you know, my friends know that I'm into politics. And they'll say, so what do you think about Pete Buttigieg? And I'm like, eh, meh. you know, he's just a, a young Biden. And they're like, they're like, yeah, he's kind of cool. I'm like, no, um, no, no, he's not. And they're like, really? But he's, but he's gay. I'm like, Wow. Okay, cool. So you automatically associate the fact that I'm part of that community, that I'm going to vote for somebody in that community. That's that's really um, no. That's like saying I'm going to vote for a woman because I'm a woman. I do not support Warren just because she's a woman. I I support Bernie Sanders. I definitely started with supporting Warren, but then she very quickly took off on a different train than Bernie. Um, But yeah, I just think that that is there and I there are a lot of people who do that it's you know identity politics that they they pick one specific reason uh, for why they're going to vote for somebody and they they go with their with their their gut feeling you know like with Barack Obama I'm going to vote for him because he's the first black president um I don't you know (laughs) it's just like what what about what they want to do what about their policies what about you know, their vision for the country. I feel like a lot of people do that too. Like they go more like, uh, I feel like it's more like initial like feelings and reactions from like how they talk. And like, I feel like when I talk to people, like when they, the, like, this is like the vast majority, like the the typical person, like that doesn't really pay attention to politics very much, like very little, like whatever they see on like social media or like little bits of the news here and there or whatever. Um, They'll say like, uh oh yeah i like the way that uh Pete Buttigieg sounds like he he has like a lot of education he's like a Rhodes scholar like he just sounds like he's like really smart and knows what he's talking about okay i'm like okay <laughs> so that's so like uh the, when that's, you, a, when that's you... gonna make such a great president don't you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes it's a great quality to be a good order like uh obama was a great uh order as well but the policies are more important when you're running for such a, an important and critical position, not only for the, this, the United States, but for the entire world. Because as we know, the United States is a leader of the free world and actively engages with hundreds of other nations uh, on a daily I basis. Mean, don't get me wrong. There is definitely something to, to say about presentation. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> about presentation um this current president is not very good with um how he presents himself thus a lot of countries do not take us very seriously when it comes to um the the foreign our foreign policy agenda um hence all of the trips trump takes to europe the europeans decide to do something um hilarious to mock him but I mean, I, 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 I see the, the appeal of a Buttigieg or, you know, somebody who does talk eloquently, intelligently, seems, you know, seems like he says all the right things. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and he does have a good education. He obviously does know what he's talking about, but 
that's not that's not why you elect somebody. I mean, yes, you want somebody with those qualities, but that's not why you elect the person who's going to run our entire country. Yeah. I mean, I think so, too. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, when it comes to, like, voting, I feel like just people just should vote for their own for their not only for their own self-interest because uh although when you vote for your own self-interest many times that is uh that goes to the benefit of the many or like the many rather than the few um but i feel like most people should also take like a more of a compassionate and maybe consider uh other people's situations and um, if you happen to be uh, more of a privileged American to uh, maybe consider other policies that you haven't considered in the past, uh, like Medicare for all or things that may increase your taxes and not be so resistant to that only because it's to the benefit of the many rather than the few. Yeah. And as we see, like in the case of least of Medicare for all, that even though the other plans may be cheaper, like uh, the public option or like building on Obamacare or whatnot, um, like I, if we stay on course, we're set to like spend, I think, like uh, $50 trillion, um, but Medicare uh, for all is going to take uh, $32 trillion or $36 trillion, I believe. Um, so uh, there are... It's much less in, during that time frame in cost. And as we see from, uh, like Bernie has said time and time again, uh, he mentioned in the last debate that he was in and also uh, like in interviews that uh, The Lancet, which is a, pub, uh, a peer-reviewed journal, um, a scientific journal says that, economic journal says that uh, Medicare for All saves uh, the American taxpayers like uh, like hundreds of trillions of dollars over like uh, a long period of time. I can pull it up really quick. Yeah, because let's not forget um, how much people pay in premiums and prescriptions and copays. All of that would be free. <laughs> it would be, um, and I just don't think it's right for um, everybody to like all these people to like literally go bankrupt over their health care for just getting sick. Um, I, I just think that's fundamentally wrong in, the, like I said, the richest, most powerful country in the world. Well, and I just think it's completely wrong for anybody to have to pay for health care, whether you can afford it or you can't afford it. The, the thing that I absolutely love that Bernie says, and I say this all the time, kind of like mock him, but in a good way, is health care is a human right. Like, I love that he says that because it's so true. And the fact that anybody has to pay for health care is just absurd to me. Okay, so I have the I pulled up that uh, that article on it, and it says on the Lancet, like I said, for the Medicare for All, the study that Bernie Sanders uh, keeps bringing up. So it says that uh, a single payer healthcare system would save more than sixty eight thousand lives and four hundred fifty billion dollars a year. And uh, once again, that wow. is from the peer reviewed journal, The Lancet. Yeah, post that on the um, Facebook too, so people can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So as we see um, in this case, like when there's like a public option that that just doesn't work, like and the reason why it doesn't work when, is because when younger people like 
they don't go into it as much as older people do because they they need all those extra things they need all that supplemental like uh help from the government to be able to like live a good life uh and sustain like their their quality of living <coughs> well at the same time uh older people i mean uh younger people like they're not getting into it but older people are and for Medicare, for all the reason why it works so well and is so much more cost effective is because everybody is in it. And like whether you're healthy you're, or you're not, you're all contributing and everybody's like paying. Everybody's doing their part, basically. And that's why it works better, uh, because the healthy people are um, also like paying into it. And it's not like a losing battle, basically. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's continue on. Um, so, uh, let's see, what else did you want to talk about? Um, that was notable. Did we, I know that we sort of brought up Bloomberg being on the ballot for the first time. Um, I think that's kind of notable. Uh, he is projected to win a a few, well, to be second, at least in a couple. Um, and I think he might be a force to be reckoned with. For a second, I mean, he's put a lot of money into this race um, and into the the states with the most delegates. That um, that's kind of where he's put uh, the majority of, of his money is in the states with the most delegates, um, which is kind of a smart strategy. Um, I don't know how well it'll work work out for him, but I think he possibly could be a force to be reckoned with. I mean, yeah, he has been um, up till now, or up until Super Tuesday, at least. We shall see. But this is the deadline for, like I said earlier, this is the deadline for everybody. Yeah. <coughs> Super Tuesday is make it or break it if you're not Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, 1,344 delegates are up for grabs on Super Tuesday. <coughs> 9 to 14 is significant. Bernie's 9 of 14 is very significant. So, like I said, if they manage to stop him and uh, take more of those delegates away and he doesn't come out with a plurality or the majority of them, then uh, I guess uh, we'll, it looks like it's more headed towards a contested convention. And if not, then Bernie's going to run away with this thing and take the nomination and uh, go against Trump in, uh, in November and uh, we'll see what happens then. But uh, my money is going to be on Bernie. Mine too. Definitely. Yep, I, lit- I literally have money on it. <laughs> I would also put money on Klobuchar dropping out after Super Tuesday. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are. I mean, uh, or at least going to consider it. I, I'm pretty sure, like I said earlier, uh, Klobuchar, Warren. Um, all those like lower tier candidates. Uh, I think Gabber is still in the race. For I was some gonna reason. say. I was gonna ask you. I haven't heard anything really about why. I mean, I haven't heard much about her. Period. But she was still in the race as of the couple primaries too. Ago, I, th- but... I feel like. Yeah. She... I feel like. I'm... Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask you. Is she still in it? Yeah, she is. Oh. Uh, but I feel like she is more because like it's more like a symbol. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. It's more just like uh, she's trying to like. Uh, I guess maybe not lose her relevancy because right now she's a presidential candidate and 
she won't be if she drops out or something. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she thinks she has like a bigger voice right now. Also, and doesn't want to lose that. I think maybe. Um, but she's a good person, she, though. She's a good candidate. Yeah, I think she would make a good woman vice president. I mean, she she dropped out of her position as vice chair in 2016 of the DNC to endorse Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. So hey, Bernie, a Bernie, uh, a Bernie Tulsi. A Bernie Democratic, Tulsi yeah, hell yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I definitely don't think he's gonna pick Warren. That fuck, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> I've been seeing signs. You're not gonna be started. I've been seeing signs that say Bur- Burin, I think B E R R E N, yeah, for a Bernie Warren ticket. I would, I don't think that would be a bad idea, but I don't see that happening at all. Uh, that yeah, that that is a bit. Uh, no, yeah, it's. I mean, it's maybe not the worst idea because they were the two big progressive candidates. Even though they, I mean, she basically copied everything that he did from 2016. But at, but at the same time, the- though, Warren has been behind those policies from the beginning, anyways. I mean, not Medicare for all. That's and she actually changed. She changed her policies on super PACs very recently as well. I was gonna say that is what really turned the door with me though was with super PACs. I could yeah, not. Yeah, she believe. was touting that like out of the everybody. I know. She was like everybody needs to like get off their super PACs. If you accept all this dark money, like you're like you shouldn't be in this race and stuff. She got and desperate. That's really what it was, I think. And it, it, yep. but to me, it shows. People are starting to look through, look through people now. They really want to try to see um, who the who the, who is really running, not what you're not um, not what you're trying to just put out there. And the fact that she has claimed that she's only taking individual com- contributions, she's against super PACs, and then all of a sudden she's not doing so hot in all these Democratic primaries. Now all of a sudden she's pro super PAC and taking all this money. Um, so what does that say when the heat's on, when you're not doing so well, you're going to change. I don't know. It, that really did not sit well with me. I mean, yeah, I, that's why, like I've been telling everybody all along, Warren's not what you, uh, what she claims to be to anybody. That was really um, sad to she me. She is though. a far and away a different person than she was in 2016. Um, and before that. She was an amazing, amazing senator, did amazing things. She created the CFPB, which is the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Um, After uh, the 2008 crash, uh, along with that uh, package, that legislative package that entered, like, which was uh, Dodd-Frank, that was also pushed by Obama and signed by him as well. Um, So... Uh, yeah, she's definitely a, a much different person. Uh, and I feel like she, out of her desperation for the presidency uh, to win the presidency, or at least to win the nomination, <coughs> she has uh, put it all on the line and it's backfired. And um, voters, don't forget, uh, like when in the very beginning of this election season, I had, I did not like Elizabeth Warren as much because. In 2016, there was a time where um, people in positions of power, like, for example, Elizabeth Warren, which was an influential senator, a Democratic senator, which was, like I said, also a progressive uh, and very close with Bernie, supposed to be like really good pals, right? They work in the Senate together. 
Um, but she she did not have the courage to come out and support him, even though his policies were much more aligned with hers, um, just so she wouldn't piss off uh, Hillary if she was going to win. And it's that kind of like safe, only going the safe route, not taking the risk, not like actually like voting or like going with your conscience. That's what bothers me. And I did not forget that. Which she so passionately discusses, which is why it really did not sit well with me that she, I don't know. I was so sad that you were, I'm so sad you were right about her Bennett. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I mean, it's never a good thing for like uh, an actual good senator that had good ideas and spoke as well as she did and did all these amazing things and and actually was one of the only people that gave a fuck for us, like gave a fuck about uh, about any of us in the Senate or in the establishment kind of arena to to go down this route and like backstab like her her friend Bernie like her supposed friend um interject like this sexism claim um just pull out random shit now that she's backtracking on um like the pack money taking pack money but i mean like where's that's why it's on a downhill she's going on a downhill like you you see this you should see this like downtrend going on with her that's why i say like earlier I foresee her dropping out after Super Tuesday. Her, Klobuchar, and maybe a few others. Like those candidates that no one talks about. (laughs) Or knows. Well, Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens after Super Tuesday. We will. We will. Um, But... Uh, yeah, um, I feel like Bloomberg is going to try to hang on for a little bit more. I feel like he's going to be more stubborn. Oh, I agree. I, I would put money on Klobuchar dropping out. I might put money on Warren. I think she might still try to fight, um, especially since this recent super PAC endorsement made no money. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be pretty humiliating to lose in your own home, home state, state of Massachusetts. Mm, I know. Especially because like it's going to be pretty humiliating. Especially because Klobuchar, I think, is... Um, I mean, she's definitely projected to win Minnesota. How crazy would it be if Klobuchar, who is not even really a front runner, wins her home state and Warren doesn't win hers? <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, the difference in support of the two states are different. Like, Klobuchar, like, pretty handily has Minnesota. Oh, like, yeah. Like, even when you look at the do- amount of donations, like, nationally, uh, most of her donations come, come from Minnesota. Come from Minnesota, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a pretty clear indication. That's more of like a real, real live metric of like how much support a candidate has is the amount of uh, like individual donations that they receive from like a, an area or a state or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so you want to wrap it up here? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it was a really interesting chat. I loved it. Um, let's uh, do it on the next episode, which would be episode 14. And we'll see what that one's about. Probably going to see the results of Super Tuesday. Um, and we'll talk about that. And uh, hopefully we'll announce that uh, all these people are dropping out and that the field is weeding uh, itself out to or consolidating to uh, Bernie Sanders and uh Joe Biden, but don't hold me to it. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I might make a few bets in the next 24 hours. We'll, I'll update you about that as well. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great talk.
don't forget to vote everybody um get oh also so i've been <laughs> i realized that i have been giving out false information you guys so the site is not where's place it's actually just my fucking polling place.com so i super apologize if you have been going to the wrong website well it's not a website but if you google it the right one will show up but the url is just my fucking polling place.com put in your address and it will send you it'll just show you where your polling place is um and then get out the vote or rock the vote.com that will um, allow you to register to vote, check your status of your registration if you just recently applied to um, register to vote. And yeah, don't forget to vote March 17th if you are in Illinois. Remember, guys, um, don't, uh, don't be basic and uh, just go off to like a candidate just because of the way they talk or because they're like a man or like or a woman or they're colored or they're not. <laughs> Or they're old or not. Um, so, or you recognize yeah, the name. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you just know the name. Uh, yeah, remember, guys, policy is king. Always stay attention. Uh, I know you guys are going to be good at this if you're listening to this uh, and you have been listening to this podcast. I have faith in you guys uh, to actually look in the fine print and the devil's and the details. The devil's in the details, as always, with these uh, politicians. Um, but like I said, we'll see what happens on Super Tuesday. Um, and I can't wait to, to update you. So uh, thanks again, once again, for tuning in to this episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time.